One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through, queen. Sit down. I am sitting. Sit. I am sitting. Sit with that. I am sitting. Sit. Like literally though. Sit. She's in the seat though. So how could she sit more than she's actually sitting now? Like Emily's actually like, she's physically <laughs> sitting in a chair. Hey, Brendan. Hello, Dan. What's going on? I have in front of me a come through queen first. We got one of those huge ice cube tray things. Okay. During Black Friday. And I figured I would pull a Chris Bassett grab one of those huge ice cubes, some Maker's Mark, and then like see what happens. Oh my God, and that cup says D. Oh, it does say D. I think Alex made this cup at a work bonding event. D for Dorinda. No, it's D for Dan. Oh, D for Davis. Yeah, that we made this for you, actually. Yes, this thank is your, you. This is your Christmas present. Oh, a, a used, a used <laughs> cup as a Christmas present. Love that. Love that. Love this look. Hmm. I mean, why did you have to go Black Friday for one of those little ice cube makers? It's like, <laughs> okay. it's like seven bucks. No, no. So it, was, it wasn't even on sale. <laughs> but, but during Black Friday, it's like I don't, I don't know about you. Like sometimes, I just don't ever think to like take care of business and buy things I need to buy. Okay. I don't know, like it's just the spirit, like especially clothes, sure, and sure, sure. just necessities and stuff. Until uh-huh. I sit down and think about me, I never get to it, you know? I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, maybe it's because I'm not in a married relationship. Mm. I'm just like, sometimes something will pop into my mind and I like go online and I'm like, boop, boop, boop. This is oh, for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you also know my diseased brain where I have to like get the perfect thing of whatever I'm getting. So I'll research 
a fucking ice cube tray for seven hours. Okay, but those ice cube trays, I'm sorry. <laughs> it doesn't need much research. It's pretty easy, like silicone, like I know, I know. I actually I did not I did not research this one for seven hours. But I, okay. I was in the shopping spirit is what is what we're getting at. Okay, um, wow. But yeah, let's get into the summer house spirit. For the summer house trailer to come out this week, it's like truly an early holiday gift for me. Okay, but not to quote the God Warrior. If everyone would look back at everything I was preaching and praying and saying and praying. Oh my God. Dan loves to give himself credit for whatever. What's he going to give himself credit for this time? I knew. I knew. Well, first of all, like, I predicted the Summer House tease at the end of Winter House. Okay. And that came true. Okay. I, and I thought that would lead into a quick Summer House. Now, here mm-hmm. is why. Here is why. Alison DeBoer over here doing predictions. Yes. As it is with the Winter House filming and then the Summer House filming and then Winter House airing after Summer House, it was like, we got to get the train back on the track a little bit. We can't do a reunion for Winter House because all of Summer House has transpired. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then even made matters worse with now Paige filming Southern Charm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, the the cinematic universe is spinning out of control. It's like Agatha all along doing like some witchcraft and like, we're going to get everything all messed up. They may be girl bossing too close to the sun. Yeah. So I, so we needed a quick turnaround. Yeah, uh, sure. And we got it. And we were, we're premiering January 17th. Okay. A Monday, 9 PM. We have not been on a Monday with Summer House for a very long time, I think. And I like being on a Monday because you know what I'm thinking on Monday nights? I'm like, mm. what do, what's there to watch? Mm. So that's when I'm like dipping into deep cut podcasts that I'm like, I've skipped over. Or I'm going on to like serious XM shows that I like haven't seen, like I like wouldn't usually listen to. So that's like a day that I need more content. So I'm glad that Summer House will be there for me. Was it... Uh- Below deck constantly running on Mondays. Yeah, you know what? I dropped what? off the season of Below Deck. Oh, not because I like don't like Below Deck. It's just like I don't know. At some point, I need a pause mm. because they keep on churning those out like I know. so fast. They're like Dorinda. They're on pause right now. For you. And no, and the thing the thing that makes it different than like all the housewives to me is that at least the housewives shows all have their own like identities in a way where yeah. it's like there's a different vibe and a different feeling. And they try to do that with Blow Deck a little bit, like being like, well, Blow Deck Med, Blow Deck Sailing Yacht. But at the end of the day, at once the you're below the, day, the deck, it yeah. still feels the same. That's why I could turn on an ep- I could turn on an episode unless I see one of the captains. I couldn't tell you if we're in the med, if we're in the deck, if we're in the sail. Sure, and we're like cycling. And I'm I'm not taking away from Below Deck because it is a show that I enjoy and like, and it is has become a titan of its own. Mm. But at the end of the day, we're in like a housewives renaissance in a way mm. that we never expected. We've got so much good stuff going on in Housewives that I have to, it has to take, Below Deck to me has to take like a seat while I I think about Potomac being amazing, Salt Lake City being amazing, OC being amazing, you know? Mm. Okay. 
So let us get back on track with Summer House. I'm going to okay, read yes. the Entertainment Weekly exclusive. They wrote, sure. this winter, Bravo's keeping you hot under the collar with the sixth season of Summer House. After spending last summer quarantined together, the housemates are back on their New York grind during the week and Hampton's shenanigans on the weekend. So we talked about this extensively mm-hmm. in terms of we loved last season of Summer House so much. Would we want them to recreate that magic? But right. now with some distance, I think we both are on the same page of like, oh, the grind kind of made it special and different in a way. Yeah. And to be honest, like I'm looking forward to getting back into the grind myself. I've been in this room trapped here <laughs> doing my work every day, um, doing this podcast on Thursday nights. And like, I would like to be on the subway commuting another hundred people got off of the train at the, company Sondheim etc etc so like I want the grind again famously about people working at a company yes Dan has this bit that he does about the musical company that he's like every time it comes up he's like it's about people working at a company which it isn't I mean I'm sure these these people in the show work at companies I'm sure but it's not about a company okay 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 so back to somewhere else we've got some returning favorites three New could-be favorites, as well as guest appearances from Southern Charms, Craig Conover, and Austin Kroll. Not to mention, and this is the part that I gasped before when we were like getting ready for the episode, that, and I didn't want to tell you what, it, what I read. Not to mention, there are three new, as-yet-announced housemates who are bound to heat things up even further. Did you miss that? I missed that, and there could be a hundred people in a house. And 99 yeah. <laughs> are housemates, but it only takes one. And then one. three more. <laughs> and three more. <laughs> Jeez, okay. like the the main cast photo looks so crowded, even yeah. without Austin and Craig, that the fact that we have three more people waiting in the wings. Okay. So the article is referencing three new faces, and they're including Andrea into that. Okay. Because yeah. Andrea's holding a rosé bottle this year, or a lover yeah, boy yeah, can, yeah. whatever yeah. You, your choice is. Uh, and then our new two cast members are Maya Allen, who is a restaurant consultant and runs a cookie business on the side. So she mm-hmm. likes to keep things sweet. But after breaking up with her long-term fiancé during quarantine, Maya joins her friend Paige for a summer she'll never forget. Okay. She, she's taking her time to find her next man and wants to have fun and let loose. What better place than Summer House? What better place? Okay. okay. And then our other new friend is, let me pull him up. Our other new friend is Alex Wok. Alex. Born in Hong Kong, Alex moved to the U.S. as a kid and mm-hmm. has lived in New York since he was 12. A fitness instructor by trade, Alex's priorities include eating healthy, working out, and looking good. But will <laughs> he be able to keep up with this hard partying crew? I mean... The, his priorities are funny to me, but he is hunky, and Hubhouse notices early on that he's a hunk hunk. I mean, Hubhouse, it's like one of those like androids who are like trained to kill, and like the eyes like sense movement. You mean the robot from Squid Game? Oh yeah, <laughs> but all but like in but like in android form, like living amongst us. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, and she's gonna take him down. <laughs> I mean, it's like Jason all over again from Winterhouse. Like she finds like the one, the one guy 
that she can like string along potentially and yeah. bring him down. I will say I sent you a clip today um, mm. oh. of a slowed down moment from the trailer where yeah. when you're watching the trailer, it's like really chaotic and yeah. we see Danielle and Sierra get into it. And there was a moment where we see like wine, like the liquid beverage being thrown in Danielle's direction. When yeah. you slow it down, you don't realize that Sierra seems to pelt Danielle in the chest with that wine glass and it shatters like yeah. in her face, like something. I don't think we've seen that level of uh, that level of uh, wine tossery on housewives or not on housewives, but on Bravo, like yeah. since Ramona and Kristen Takeman, and even the Ramona and Kristen Takeman one was a little more tame than this. Yeah. I mean, we famously did a history of, the wine throwing uh, interactions on housewives for an online publication that shall be not be named since they are RIP and not great to their uh, staff. Right. But, but commissioned by Evan Ross Katz who was commissioned out. by Evan Ross Katz. Yeah. So uh, I don't recall any being as violent as this slow down clip. Mm-hmm. It's, it blew my mind when I saw it. And Something that I thought about that was interesting about this trailer is we kind of got a lot from the Cook Batula wedding, which you would think would be he more heavily focused in a mid-season trailer. Right. But I mean, like they were, it was used as a device yes. to be like, these people at the end of all of this were seated at the same place. It's actually like a, the editors are brilliant here. It's like used yeah. as a fun device to like throw back to and like see everyone yeah. in their seats at the wedding. Yeah. So. I was not expecting there to be so much Kyle, Amanda turmoil mm -hmm. in this trailer. Cause like we were living on cloud nine in winter house. I know because well, winters when you do like cuffing or whatever, and oh, yes, summers when you get summers when you get H word and angry. Yeah, summer should be fun. Winter should be cuffed. Yeah. Uh, who else? I mean, it it's like Luke is such a non-entity, but when Austin tells him to go make some maple syrup. That was an iconic moment of the trailer. I know. I think like some people are. Uh, complaining about Luke being around, but like this mm. time after watching Winter House, I'm like, I don't mind Luke being here. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I like everyone on the cast can't be like wanting to kill each other or in love. Right. There needs to be other people in the room, you know? And also like, yeah, there are 99 people in this room. There's literally like a hundred people mm -hmm. on this cast, but it's nice to have some people who like don't do a lot one season, but then like are like the stars of the next season. I'm thinking Danielle, Danielle, I was always oh. around and I was like, I was always skeptical about her, but then I realized what a good friend she is to mm. like, especially like the main trio, her hubs and Carl. And yeah. then, this season in the trailer, like she's the one talking sense into these people being like, why are you fighting over this dumb man? Yeah. I mean, so refreshing to see Carl and Danielle back on the scene. I know. I think they need to like, to keep these shows running, they need to do the mix and match and like, yeah. have some people not in like a season, have some people in like whatever. Cause it makes you yeah. like them more. Yeah. Makes you miss them. Yeah. Um, I was 
I was I was drawn to follow Danielle on Instagram today. And okay. I learned while there in her stories, she revealed how she quit that job that was like driving her crazy and making her so mm-hmm. overworked to do a startup. So I think we're going to be seeing like a different side of Danielle this year. Yeah. I have followed her for a while, so. <laughs> you and isn't she one of the famous Rihanna f- followings? I think she might be. Yeah. Like one of the original ones. Cause now I think Rihanna's like, all right, I'll follow all of the, all the dolls. No, I think Rihanna still only keeps a couple, like her faves from each franchise, but she okay. is following yeah. a lot of them because she watches a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't wait. I'm so happy. I love my friends. Paige. Hello. Mm-hmm. Paige is like, is like the number one girl in the group. I know. I'm, I'm waiting for the moment that she flies. She girl bosses too close to the sun. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it's coming. It, it comes for everyone. Yeah. It comes for everyone. But it's funny. Cause like, I could say Paige is the number one girl in the group while also acknowledging that Amanda's the mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Your well, she's, your household's obsession with Amanda and Kyle really <laughs> like we need to send a doctor over ASAP. Okay, please, <laughs> a house call. Okay, wow, love summer house. Can't believe we're just like a month and change away, dude. We have so much sh- like content coming at us. We have think about it. We've got yeah. Miami coming at us mm. very soon. We are yeah. just starting OC, which like yeah, like is going to potentially be an iconic season. Jersey is in the can. So it's coming at us potentially. So it's, there's a lot coming at us. Yeah. I think Jersey, I, and now it's making sense to me why, why they held Jersey till February. Right. Cause we're not, we don't even have cameras up on New York, but I did yeah. hear on radio Andy. Cause now I'm, I'm just like a serious bitch. I'm listening to hours and you hours are of serious radio, a serious bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but like we get like little, you get little nuggets on each of these shows. So yeah. I got to say, like, like you are bringing something to, to this podcast. that I don't think a lot of other podcasts bring, which is a serious XM correspondent. Yeah. So I'm listening to <laughs> a lot of radio Andy and especially now that Michelle Collins is on radio Andy, because she was mm-hmm. on another channel until recently. Yeah. Um, Andy Cohen said like this past episode, I think the Wednesday episode that he had been watching New York casting tapes the other night. So mm. things are brewing for New York, which thank God, thank God. Yeah. Um, I hate to break it to the world, but I, especially after ultimate girls trip finale, yeah. I think a lot of the world thinks that Ramona is being fired. And I think there's much justification for her to be fired. Sure. For sure. But I don't know if it's happening. Yeah. I don't know if it's happening. We're going to get to Ultimate Girl Trip, obviously. But I do think something else is brewing in the news that yes. makes me think someone might not be returning. And that's one Ebony K. Williams. Yeah, so this is from Variety. And the headline is, CBS to air, quote, Beyond the Edge, a survivor-like competition featuring celebrities competing in Panama. So CBS is sending celebrities into the wild. And this was first reported by TMZ. Um, CBS is believed to be working on a new reality series to air this spring. Um, and it's going to be called beyond the edge. And the show would pit celebs in a survivor like battle of strategy, wits and muscles. The network is not 
commenting on the news, but the project believed to have been shot in Panama in September and October this year will, according to TMZ, feature contestants including Colton Underwood, who we talked about in our pre-show on Patreon this week, um, yeah. former NBR, oh my god, NBR, NBA star uh, Meta World Peace, who was on Celebrity Big Brother, right? Yeah, so we um, can trust him. Yeah, former NFL star Ray Lewis, Jody Sweeten from Full mm. House and Fuller House. Yeah, I know a and favorite in the cursed household. House. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, Ebony K. Williams from Real Housewives of New York. Uh, how did this happen? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's clear she like wants to continue being on television. Yeah. I just don't I, I, like where in the time for, for Ebony to do this would it have occurred. She was on the view. She was mm-hmm. in page six every week for something else. Like, right. There was not a blackout time for Ebony where we were like, where is she? But also, like, we weren't, like, keeping up with Ebony. Really? Yeah. Were we? I, I, I just feel like she was in page six news a lot. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And wasn't September the time where the reunion could have been happening? Yes. That and, is a good point, Dan. And and I I feel like her being off the grid or in Panama would have been a factor that would have, that we would have considered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something sounds funny. I think she hosted the view in October from what yeah. I'm Googling, but it was like later October. Okay. I think it was October 19th. Okay. Which is mid October. Ish. Yeah, but I mean, September, October, if this is a competition reality show, yeah. she could have been off and like gotten her agent to get her a spot in The View. Yeah, but also, are, are the girls allowed to do this these days? I guess what do you Candy mean? did it with Celebrity Big Brother. Like, you gotta, you, like, you gotta get permission or something, or like, does it break their contract to go film reality shows elsewhere? I think you bringing up candy is the best point. I think like a show like this only helps to build the Bravo brands. Mm -hmm. So whether she's back or not, this will help Bravo because she is a show. She is from a Bravo show. So like they will be showing clips from the show, et cetera. So, well, I guess also Kenya did dancing with the stars, but I don't know for me, something about this feels different. I don't know. I think it feels different because it's also like not a show that's been on yet. So it's like a first season thing and it's not even a part of, it's not going to be like survivor celebrity. It's like this other brand. Whereas like Mm -hmm. big brother is an established show. And it's like that felt more comfortable, especially with like the Bravo would evolve because like Mm -hmm. Andy's relationship with like even Julie Julie Chen um, from college or CBS or whatever. And yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I will watch because I like yeah, this sure. kind of show, despite like what, like even with like the smallest celebrities, I just like like to see them interact mm-hmm. in like their weird famous things. It's almost like it's almost like Ultimate Girls Trip, but like add the competition, yeah, because they can talk about their fame and that kind of thing. Mm. Okay. Speaking of Ultimate Girls Trip, shall we wrap that in a little bow? Yes, let's wrap it in a bow. 
Okay, episode seven, the finale. I was actually kind of dreading it in terms of it's the last episode. What are we going to do? They probably just want to mm-hmm. pack and go home. You know, are we going to get anything out of this? And it turned out to be a pretty entertaining episode for me. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. The Bailey Bowl All-Stars edition. I, I loved them. I think this was the episode that happened the most in terms of them calling the production All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they had landed on Ultimate Girls Trip while filming this. Even, yeah, even like the very end of this episode, they like all get into (laughs) a circle and like go All-Stars or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So the games were fun, which is why I would not, I, I would... I would like to see in the future a competition mm-hmm. MTV, the challenge type show with the gals. That'd be fun. Especially like, I don't... With, with, with more serious rules, not like stuff where we're licking a thing with ice and you could easily just bite it off. Right. You know, I don't think it's out of like the picture because like Andy himself is the person who, worked on battle of the reality stars, Mm. which was based on battle of the network stars from back in like, I guess the seventies or eighties. And so like, I think Andy, and he talks about that on radio Andy a lot. (laughs) It comes up a lot. (laughs) Okay. So we had that happening. We had Lou fighting for her life to get, (laughs) to get this. (laughs) This The way she was so desperate, the way she was like challenging Teresa during the ball licking competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. I, I, I think it was funny because I think it was Kyle who said, oh, like, why are we all fighting so hard for this? We could all easily just buy this ourselves. But then watching Lou fight so hard for it, I was like, can Lou so easily buy, <laughs> buy I it mean, Al- I mean, Kyle is like the richest one saying that. It's like, Kyle, I don't think you have the perspective that yeah. You have you have a housewife's career, you have now a movie career, and your husband has this huge real estate agency. Yeah. Yeah. Like not every woman has like the same setup in life as you. Yeah. So that all goes down. Our champion is Kenya, who gives like <laughs> giving the prize to Teresa and the whole speech associated with it. Mm-hmm. And then Teresa's acceptance speech. It's just so psychotic. <laughs> but like the two of them for me are the winners of Ultimate Girls Trip. Yeah. I would say Kenya really wrapped it up in a nice bow for herself with the exception mm-hmm. of the whole Cynthia situation. Yeah, but it was also like appropriate for a it's kind of meta because it was appropriate for the cynthia send-off because it's like she's willing to sit down with ramona because like maybe they have a housewives future together but like (laughs) with cynthia she doesn't so it's like bye the cynthia stuff is just so depressing for me especially because she started out with such a bang on this little girl's trip i think like Something was off with her this week. You know how sometimes you have like an off week? Mm, She had an off week and it's just like every decision she like kind of made was kind of like a little not great. And it just like ended up making her look like a wet blanket. And I think I like I like Cynthia. I love Mm. her. But like 
I don't know. She did not end with one gal on her side. Like maybe I Lou. <laughs> I know. But even Lou seemed to regret it. Yeah. The the breaking off and then having Ramona, Teresa, and Kyle. Mm-hmm. That was a, a trio. <laughs> it's like when I look at Teresa, I'm like, I wonder what she's thinking. But then I'm like, she'll like say something like nice. And I'm like, I really like Teresa after this. And I'm not a, I'm not a tree hugger at all. I mean, I, I liked her. I think she, I think she maybe out of everyone truly won. Yeah. Like maybe eked out Kenya by a little bit, but the, the narrative of like, no one's on my side ever. It's like, Con- she's constantly shitting on Zia and you got to give it to Zia making it like a champ. And she's just like, whatever. At this I point. know with all of that, like Teresa can talk so much shit to Zia's face. And at the end of the day, I think Zia said at the end of the episode, like I've never felt closer to Teresa. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, to be honest, the true winner of ultimate girl strip is kyle richards because not only did she come across as like super funny super like the life of the party but also she is mm. now the face of peacock yeah well, i mean that's all another she's the winner of the peacock contract <laughs> yeah. race yeah when when ramona started talking about her childhood again i got instant flashbacks of Bethany at the reunion screaming, you're 60 years old. If you oh can you go live in a commune. <laughs> I never read her brother's book that I ordered. That's really sick. Um, I did think it was really funny when her, when she was talking about her sister and I think Kyle pointed it out, like her caveat about like, she has no one except for Avery and my sister, but she doesn't come into the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that she doesn't go into the city was was pretty good. <laughs> so that was fun, the little sidestep. And uh, like we go off campus, Cynthia's just all on an island by herself. Mm-hmm. We have the sit down between Ramona and and Kenya, and like it was maybe the apologizer's best apology. It was the most careful apology that Ramona Singer has ever given. Yeah. I, I There were narratives in there I thought she was going to use that she did not. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like, I thought we were going to talk about the night before in terms of Kenya and Lou like plotting against her and how that made her feel. Right. And this, and she did not even touch on that unless I was edited out. Mm-hmm. Um, instead it focused on what she did on the plane and on mm-hmm. the boat. And uh, all, she did veer into victim territory as, as Kenya pointed out. Kenya pointed out. Yeah. But I think even Kenya was like, okay, like she, she took it. She took this sit down better than I expected her to. Yeah. Because yeah. And I do think that there were like, I think there's a couple moments of the series that Kenya regrets as far as like 
when they got into it. So I think she mm. was like being very nice to meet Ramona wherever Ramona was. I also like, yeah. do you think Ramona was like off camera coached by Kyle or something like that? Very possible. Yeah. Coached by Kyle. Yeah. I did not think about that. The, the final performance of money, <laughs> money can't buy you class. Mess. <laughs> Those money guns just like not working properly. Yeah. And then also the gals filming it on their iPhones. Like we, we got it girls. Like it's on camera. <laughs> I kind of liked it because you saw the different quality of their iPhones. Like Teresa's mm-hmm. iPhone quality was much worse than like Kyle's. I don't know if you okay. noticed that. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I loved it. I, I would have loved, this was my image. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. We got credits, right? But yeah. we know to stick it through the credits, right? I and know. we get we get a shot at night outside, Bluestone Manor, lights mm-hmm. on, dark, and like v- Vicky screaming. Would have loved that. I you think know? that's brilliant. I mean, Just it's, like, it's also like going. it's also like what Winter and Summer House has been doing. With mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. one little, one little scene, like barely a scene, yeah, that we've gotten, which is great and brilliant and builds hype. Um, I do like that they've let the Ultimate Girls Trip season two girls like kind of talk kind of freely mm-hmm. around town. Uh, yeah. I listened to, I listened to Dorinda on Radio Andy. <laughs> <laughs> But it was interesting to like hear her talk about it. And she was talking about how like her closest friends um, from that cast are Phaedra and Eva. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 And she said, Eva has a radio show where she has to wake up at five o'clock every morning and Dorinda would get up with her and like have coffee with her. And listen. I love that. And I was wondering, I was actually wondering, because I started following Eva once the season two cast was announced. And I always noticed that she would go live on Instagram at weird hours very early in the morning. And I was always like, I never clicked in. And I was always like, what is going on? And I've then, noticed that as well. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's because she has a very r- early radio show. Okay, okay, okay. Man, this Ultimate Girls Trip 2, I cannot wait. And I know. I think on a prior episode on, on, on here, I talked about how I wanted season three to be like the girls meaning like newer girls. Oh yeah. And I, and I landed on my, my eight people. So- I, yeah, I saw that read them out. Cause I, I saw that on Twitter. Um, cause I like, for some reason you're finally unshadow banned. Uh, I think so- I'm still like slightly <laughs> shadow banned though. <laughs> um, but or yeah, read that amused by my content. <laughs> read your readers out. Okay. So the, the concept is the girlies. So it's, Candace and Ashley from Potomac. Okay. It's Lisa and Whitney, Lisa and Whitney from Salt Lake city. Mm-hmm. It's Gina and Emily from orange County. Okay. It's Jackie and Jen from Jersey. Okay. It's the girlies. It's the girlies. I mean, you know how I, I mean, if they do season three and they start incorporating Potomac and it's not Karen and Giselle, I feel like there would be riots in the streets. People would not be happy with that. Like I would be 
outside Bravo picketing, probably. I know, but like they're not going anywhere. So we can we can use them like I we we will get to them for certain. But my well, concept I mean, is like is these younger like my the concept is okay, we're not gonna be going to the Berkshires and we can't just do a trip. So I would love for this to maybe be some sort of competition. Mm-hmm. And the pairs from each city who most of them don't like each other with the exception of Orange County, which like even as much as Gina and Emily like each other, they like can get into it with each other as well. Right. You know, I uh, think so. I think we them can't do working in pairs. It'd be fun. We can't do a competition for the third season. We need to like, it needs to be until like season eight that we're getting a mm. competition. Cause we need to like, just ride out like this good, like the good graces of the audience. Um, but I mean, I, I, you're right. I get it. I, the real crime was Karen and Giselle not being on the first season of ultimate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the legend season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Ultimate girls trip. That's a wrap. Making way for Peacock, uh, Peacock to air Miami next week. So can't wait for that to start up. I cannot Um, believe it's next week. We had Porsche's Family Matters took the APM slot. The only thing I really have to say about that is Dennis remains the star. Okay. And his mom, Miss Gina, comes in episode two for the first time and like is putting some life into the show. In terms That's good. Of we- Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Yeah, you didn't I watch. hate you didn't this watch. as a podcast host. I like didn't realize that they were airing that at 8 p.m. So I was like, <laughs> I wonder where that show went. And I didn't think about it again. I mean, listen, we talked, we said it's not canon. It's not, it's not, but it's not a bad show to have on in the background. If while you're waiting, while, while you're seated for Salt Lake city. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but I, Miss Gina had like a, a truly iconic confessional look that you need to lay your eyes on uh, when you get a chance. Okay. Okay. Let's get to. Salt Lake City that we were deprived of. We had to wait two weeks for this episode. Mm-hmm. And it did not play out how I thought it would. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Okay. We left off with the Lisa saying he mortgages us for $300,000. Right. And then yeah. she scampers off saying she's going to go to sleep and runs into Mary's arms, her loving arms. Lisa Barlow. <laughs> I mean, to me, still an icon. Yes, of course. Still an icon. But the amount of mental hoops I have to jump through in order to like be where she is in this episode is like difficult for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I just, I don't, like, she's going to have to answer for her sins at the reunion. I know. And you know what? She's probably going to like have an iconic reunion because I bet she'll confuse me so much. I'm on her side. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get the, 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 the talking point of, of Cameron's my good friend and Mary's my good friend. And she compartmentalizes, which, okay. 
Yeah, but but then meanwhile, you're the one who is presenting the Cameron information to us as a family. Right, but she like wants to be innocent and say, no, he's just on the board for uh, Utah foster families. And so she, I mean, like, I think people, I think there's some people out in the world who are like getting tired of Whitney's narrative of like always, no, 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 I'm not saying what I say. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. what I've seen like online. Yeah. I've seen a couple people being like tired of Whitney's like blaming Lisa narrative, which Shut I don't up. think. Okay. Yes. But I'm just saying, and I want to like, like shake some sense in those people. It's like, are you not watching this television show? Okay. I have not seen Andy change his opinion on a housewife so publicly before in terms of the fact that he's like fawning over Whitney during Watch Happens Live at this point. Yeah, it's a little condescending, but it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's condescending because of kind of what she was giving us the first season. Right, but it's like, there's this like, I can't believe that Whitney like <laughs> could know a fact about anything that a lot of people are saying. And I'm like, mm. people know yeah. stuff about stuff. <laughs> people know stuff about stuff. Yeah. Famously, people know stuff about stuff. Yeah. Okay. But at this point, like, we're going to get to a different pr- protagonist later. But Whitney Wild Rose is the protagonist of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Our new thing at Come Through Queen is we're picking protagonists of these shows. Because <laughs> they've got them. They've got them. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, we never thought about it in that. I mean, I guess, you know, people were calling Bethany the protagonist, I would say, back in the day. Or like the Greek chorus. Yeah. But yeah. like, but the work that Whitney and our other protagonists are doing is not happening in the confessional. It's happening. Mm, on the main stage. It, on scene. Yeah. <laughs> in scene. What is that? Like? They're, they're doing great scene work. <laughs> they're doing great scene work. I'm thinking of being like, the, if, the, if they were on Broadway, they'd be okay. doing the scenes well. They'd be working at a company. Oh my God. Cass, Whitney, Rose, and Gina in company. Okay. (laughs) They're both sitting at their typewriters. (laughs) They're both Bobby. (laughs) You don't know what that means. No. Yes. (laughs) Is Bobby the one like who answers the phone? So what does she do? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Okay. okay. I feel like you're mocking Sondheim a little bit. And I, no, I, I'm, I'm giving him respect. (laughs) Okay. No, I love him. I love him. Okay. Uh, so we're running, we're running around, we're going to sleep. We we're still in our little outfits from that night before. I hate when they do this where like, I need to see everyone go to their rooms and go to sleep. Cause it feels Me like too. more, sh- more shenanigans happened. And I need to know who's hanging out with who, who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Well, we briefly see Lisa and Mary. We like got yeah. audio for a second, but then like, Finally, a camera's up. <laughs> yeah, they were allowed to like come into the room. <laughs> yeah, and but then we wake up the next morning to the revelation that Whitney hears Mary and Lisa scampering into Heather's room, mm-hmm. and having like a girls' night in there. <laughs> and they're la- they're laughing, they're laughing, they're laughing. And Whitney seemed ready to murder. Heather, and then, like, Heather bounced back somehow? Well, yeah. I think, like, Heather 
it sounds like Whitney texted Heather when she heard the scampering mm. and then Heather came with like a dog with the tail between the legs and was like, mm. please Whitney. And they had like their little moments and they devised their own little like situation about like yeah. what really happens. And it, it, at the end of the day, it meant that Heather had to give up her Louis Vuitton handbag. Did she give it up? That's the word on the street is mm. uh, I, apparently that, was talked about in the after show. Okay. Okay. I got to say, I, I said on this podcast, it sounds like the after show, like if you're not watching the after show, you're only getting half the story and I still have not watched it. So well, thankfully, thankfully I read Reddit so I can pick up on mm. these things when I'm not okay. listening to radio Andy, I'm reading Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, the energy of this day is really strange. Cause I know we're leaving, but it feels like we're kind of spending the whole day there. This, okay, this is the worst vacation leaving day possible because (laughs) when you linger, it Mm. ends, when you linger, when you eventually get home, it's like Mm. the worst thing in the world, especially if it's like a Sunday and you're leaving like that. I have had days coming, so my family lives on Long Island, some of my family lives on Long Island, and we'll have like family get-togethers in the summer where we have like Mm. fun weekends every once in a while, and one of my aunts likes to pop the mimosas on Sunday morning and like start the party, and there was a time when it just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going to the point where I was sitting watching Chopped with my cousin Adam, and I kept on going outside to where like the adults and I was an adult at the time, but like, you know, the adults, they were like, just like reminiscing and yada, 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 6 PM on a Sunday. And I was like, do I live here now? Like Mm. we still have like a hour and a half drive ahead of us to get me back when I lived in Manhattan. It's like, it's hell. So the fact that we're lingering really Mm. triggers me. Took you, took you back to that. Yeah. Yeah. At least Heather has a reason to be lingering because she's reuniting with the long lost sister. Yeah. Which, the previews, I I thought like it almost felt like this was going to be a more contentious talk. No, but they're but like it, getting along, and they they seem to be on on good terms now. Well, like the the sister's like a comedy queen where she's like trying. Oh, yeah. she's like she's like Heather. We really need to like. I'm not trying to be glib here. Yeah, but, yeah like yeah, we yeah. really need to talk about and like it's like the fact that you're drinking Tito's and water with lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the the preview was probably like, Heather, I really need to say this to you, <laughs> and then it like left left out the punchline. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that. I don't even understand like what is everyone else doing this day? Just wandering just, the like, house, kind of wandering around. It seems like at some point, um, Jenny and Lisa are coming back from something. Okay, when yeah. we're like we're back in the house, Heather and Whitney are eating chicken fingers. It looks like. Yeah, and then they're and called. Like, her family Mary meeting. wanders in. Yeah. And then yeah. like Jenny and Lisa come back from something and then Meredith like brings the family to a reunion, which okay. is wearing like this like neon look. Okay. Meredith, this whole trip has been unhinged. Unhinged. I'm just like, my whole thing is like, why marry? Okay. I, it took me a while to get here, but I think I have a theory. I think that we forget as viewers 
this trip is literally taking place as like Jen Shaw's being arraigned. Right. And like everything is just freshly happening. So I kind of maybe think Meredith was like, oh, like this is now the let's take Jen Shaw down moment. And, and it's being that... it's being sidetracked to Mary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I she... mean, I think that Meredith is ending up being a more calculated reality star than we all thought mm. from the jump. And I mean, we've talked about this here. Like, the fact that she's always popping up with a new housewife from another city. The fact that Noella is modeling her pajama line. Like Meredith is actually like, has her finger on the pulse of housewives, which like, thank, like, thank God that like, she doesn't, she doesn't present that way on Mm. television as much, which is like such an interesting, we've never had a housewife like Meredith. Yeah. I was listening to an interview with, uh, Nicole Kidman. Mm. And there's something about the way Nicole Kidman talks, which is similar to the way Meredith oh, talks. Okay. And I want people to like think about that. And if you agree with me, let me know. And if you disagree, let me know. Yeah, sound off in the comments below. Yeah. Nicole Kidman's natural voice or like when she's doing one of her voices? It was her natural voice. It was like, okay. it was... Australia, was, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I was listening to her on Radio Andy. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm keeping the lights on over at Sirius. We better get a Sirius oh, show. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> lo- love that idea. Okay. So I got to say, the, the moment of iconography for this episode was Whitney making everyone reveal their gift for Mary. Oh, yes. <laughs> Saying the gift and then the price tag showing up in the Chiron. And Heather's being the most expensive. I just, just how each of them answered so sheepishly. Mm -hmm. I was screaming to the high heavens. My thing is like, I need to see the hat that Meredith got. (laughs) Cause like, I don't know what a Louis Vuitton hat looks like. It's just, you know what? They all, every single one of them loses so much credibility in terms of how are we even talking about Cameron mortgaging his house for Mm $300,000 when that very $300,000 are buying all these knickknacks for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So that's why Whitney's the protagonist. No. Someone once gave me a Louis Vuitton wallet. Oh, like a real one? It was like a, it was like a hand-me-down. Oh, okay. But okay. I felt cool having it. Wow. I got to say something I need like someone on crew to move Lisa Barlow out of the direct sunlight during the family. Oh, meeting. I agree with that comment. Or pull it was down really the shade. Bothered me. Yeah, pull, pull down, down the shade. shade. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jenny's not really giving us much. I know. Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) That's all she's giving us is Lisa Barlow saying her name. I will say, I mean, it's, it's tough for a newbie to be coming in and like all of Mm. this shit happening. This is like, we're in uncharted territory as far as housewives go. And like, we have new situations popping up that have never happened on housewives. Even like the most scholarly people yeah. it would be difficult to jump in i like her but 
I agree. I think we, we need more like do like give us more or do more for screen time or something. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen how Angie Harrington would have navigated this weekend. I know where the fuck did Sarah Paulson go? We got confessionals from Angie Harrington and we've never seen her again. Yeah. For like two episodes. Yeah. I know. Shame. Uh, I got to say the chaotic energy of, Heather and Whitney like running around the house to figure out how they're going to get out. Gave me big Joan Melissa Rivers vibes. <gasps> I was just about to say that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Literally my exact thought. Just like Ooh. grabbing their shit and like running around trying to escape. <laughs> oh my God. Also like our best performance from what? 20, 20, 13 at the Eagle in Boston. Yes. Our, our yes. one night only performance as <laughs> Joan and Melissa Rivers. <laughs> um, I, one other thing before we move mm. on, Mary in the kitchen. <gasps> oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. First of all, comparing Jen Shaw. I mean like Mary pulled a Leanne Locken in a way. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then she proceeds to like call Heather chubby in that same scene. Like what? Yeah. I mean, it's like at this point, it's not the first time we're seeing this. This wasn't a little slip of the tongue. Right. Fumbling through your words. This is as Ariana Maddox would say, this is a pattern. (laughs) Right. And I mean, like, like even look at last year's reunion. Hello. Yeah. So, uh, I wonder if how long we're going to last. I mean, I was surprised to even see Mary come back to begin with. And right. I think maybe the fact that it sounds like the second half of the season is going to be Mary heavy could kind of be the Mary send off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree. But uh, that is to be seen. I did only want to quickly touch on our fifth part of the Potomac reunion. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm almost surprised they even stuck to that format of the, the Potomac secrets revealed being half reunion, half unseen footage. Mm-hmm. Ba- back, back, back in the day, it was purely unseen footage. And then right. they started doing reunion talking about unseen footage. Mm-hmm. And given that we had already had four parts, I was, Shocked to see us stick to that. Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't at this point, I was like ready to go to sleep. So I was like watching it in bed with lights <laughs> yeah. off, which I never do. I, I'm always yeah. full lights. I think the big, one of the big te- takeaways for me was tons of Ascala footage hit the cutting room floor. I know. And I, yesterday, unfollowed a skull on Instagram thinking it was from my own account, but it was the come through queen account. So then I refollowed her. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like, I mean, for me, I had mm. high, high hopes for her not yeah. to steal from people to judge, but like I had high, high hopes. And it, the fact that we only got her for a second on the reunion, I'm like, Oh, she deserved I mean, better. Candace is campaigning for her return. So we shall say. I mean, I I wonder what casting is going to be like for Potomac next year, and I cannot wait. It's got to be going down right now, right? Right, right. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, 
you probably paid a little bit more attention to pump than I did. Yes. And I think the most important part of the episode was the fact that it was called sexy, unique feet. (laughs) That's sick. (laughs) I mean, like we've, I think we fully jumped the shark here, kids. We had at least five, like three scenes this episode that were repeat scenes in terms mm-hmm. of we're doing another pickleball tournament. We're doing another drink tasting moment. We're fighting mm-hmm. about Schwartz and Sandy for the 25th time. We've got nothing. And oh, I hate, like, I actually like hate when people say that about these shows, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, we I actually mean, do. We're the last men standing. I think we're like the last people trying to like squeeze anything out of this tube of toothpaste that is pump yeah. rules at this point. Yeah. I I gotta say though, Tom and Ariana on Watch Women's Live loved, they were having a great time with Andy and Andy was loving them. Especially the after show. If you go watch the after show, Andy's yeah. fully, I think he's had some cocktails. He's like, ready to have fun. He's interacting with the, not only Tom and Ariana, but like he's having a good time with like the satellite viewers who are asking questions. Mm, He's like asking them questions about their lives. Um, He tries to relitigate Miami girl, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, And he said that he almost brought it up during the actual reunion. Yeah. But he did. I, I do have to say, I want to watch the reunion. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot has gone down. Obviously, yeah. Rand and yeah. Lala, then uh, James and uh, Raquel. Raquel, yeah. Which both James and Lala seem to be posting cryptic messages signaling a possible departure from the show. Okay. Which, please, I don't want either of them moving forward. I mean, do you think there's a future of this show? No, but to to me, the okay, I know Tom is awful in a lot of situations, especially with Katie. I'm talking about Sandoval here, right? Mm-hmm. I but, mean, Tom is awful in a lot of situations can apply to both of them. Yes, of course. But Watch Women's Live reminds me that, like, if it's just Tom and Ariana, like, I'm having a good time with them. You know okay. what I mean? When it's mm-hmm. Schwartz and Katie alone, I'm not having a good time with them. Right. When it's Lala, I'm not having a good time with her. When it's mm-hmm. James, I'm not really having a good time with him. Sheena, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no one left. There's no one left. Oh, the most cynical part of me thinks that they might try to do a Hail Mary season where they rehire everyone oh. They fired. Oh god, could you imagine? Could you imagine the like bedlam that would happen online about that? Yeah. Oof. I don't think it's out of the question. I don't either because like it's a corporation. Yeah. They want to go where people are giving them ratings and I checked in on a SS who will not be named recently and she still has 2.3 million followers or whatever. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I like want, I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying they might hail Mary it. Yeah. I think the, the, the reason why they might not 
is that the winter, summer, Southern charm thing, all that mm-hmm. seems to be on fire right now. And I think mm-hmm. that stuff scratches the itch of a Vanderpump Rules viewer. But has, I need to go back and check ratings because like, has that even gotten close to wherever Vanderbump Rules was in its glory days as far as ratings? Yeah. But, I mean, it's but, a different landscape. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is as close as anything was, you know, I think yeah. at this point, at this point, if the show is cracking a million, we're happy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Orange County. Yeah. Okay. This this was the episode. It I've watched it three times, which I like I don't I'm not a big <laughs> rewatcher before we record our episodes. I'm a rewatcher after or whatever. Okay, okay. I'm and here's the thing. As a Heather DeBro stand podcast, as we mm. have been called. Okay. It's it's not just her. It's no. not it's not just her at all who's bringing what needs to be brought to this episode. I would say each and every one of these women on the cast and not officially on the cast no. were bringing something necessary to make this episode one of OC's best. I mean, this was an all hands on deck meeting. Yeah. And when I rewatch, I even like, cause people would probably be like, Oh, well, like what did Dr. Jen do? And I'm like, well, Dr. Jen had hmm. the foresight to walk outside when Gina and Emily were going to get cars and be like, come back in gals, which yeah. then created a whole nother like <laughs> bit of chaos and like perfection. Um, yeah. Noella, even though she wasn't a main stage person in this episode, like she somehow decided that, Shannon Bedore was her best friend and they've been best friends for years in her weird little brain. And she was serving Dana Wilkie game night. It's oh. just like, it's all so good. All right. So you tweeted about this and while it was airing, I had this very same thought. It was like, Noelle is at her first all cast event and mm-hmm. acting like it's, it's us together. Always, it's us. Al- yeah. always has been. Always, always will. has been, always <laughs> will be. It's so wild, but at the same time, Noel's also calling Shannon an elder in her confessionals <laughs> and saying that, like, you need to respect your elders. It's, it's, I mean, am Shannon's I coming to our rescue right now. I hear those sirens. <laughs> oh, you heard those sirens? Jeez. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, so good. Let's get into it, though. Like, from, from the top. From the top, make it drop. Gina stirring the pot, the macaroni in the pot. Gina and Emily both like the way that they were like talking about and to Nicole while everyone was waiting in line to get food, like in the buffet oh, yeah. line. Yeah. And they're clearly talking about her, but then Nicole, Nicole also, I mean, this party I heard was pretty long. Nicole, yeah. pretty wasty for her mm. first, like all, all cast party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they start asking Nicole about the work she's had done and (laughs) specifically her boobs. Yeah. The boobs. And she's like, she hints at like, 
well, there's a story there. There's a story there. And they're like trying to dig in, in a way that is just like, it's so not like how you would act among an actual dinner party, but it is so OC. Mm. It is almost from like the Tamara Barney school of Real Housewives, the way that they're like approaching this particular scene, which I appreciate. I mean, it's also like Megan King Edmondsy in. Yes, yes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I Okay, I gotta say, Nicole James Weiss, a super villainess to even outside of the context of this show. Let's say Heather never came back, right? Mm-hmm. And she had some sort of relationship with Heather Ubro to mm-hmm. sue Terry 16 years ago. Then like kind of, I guess, change your whole look, become befriend Heather Dubrow and ingratiate mm-hmm. yourself into her life is like something that would be in a movie. It would be, but hear me out. I mm. don't think that Nicole Weiss James intended for this to be her story on this show because to this day Mm. heather is friendly with her at least on social media oh yeah well okay then let's jump to that when heather shuts it all down right runs up the stairs hitting cameras cameras down it sounds like what happened in real time was that she disappeared for like a few hours and the girls were just hanging out downstairs and then eventually decided to rejoin the party after having like a powwow with Terry and probably like a publicist and an an attorney and a probably like probably Alex Baskin was on the phone, the executive producer. I'm sure there was a lot that happened upstairs and thank God it did because The way I got actual chills watching, it was like a shot. Okay, down the hallway. We see (laughs) Heather and Terry's feet walking down the hallway. Where are they going, we wonder? Pans up, goes to the side. Heather has a fresh glass of champagne in her preferred flute, because there was another champagne flute later, in her preferred flute. And they, she's asking where Nicole is. And Nicole's in the front room. And Terry's like scowling. I know. Which and is the, why where, the direction this all goes felt so psychotic. I know. And the, are you Nicole Weiss? You sued me. Yeah. I think they like had his office on the phone looking at records from years and years and years ago to make sure they had everything in line in order mm. to push the story forward so they could look like the good people, forgive her on camera, yeah. and yeah. move on. Yeah. So there's like rumors online that, Heather and Terry got her demoted as a full-time housewife, mm. which I think total bullshit because they remain friendly to this day. Yeah, I think yeah. what I had mentioned last week, and I think I mentioned it last week that the real reason she was demoted was because she refused to get vaxxed is the real reason. Mm. Nicole. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I want to just continue on the conversation a little bit with the Terry Heather game plan. Mm-hmm. Is I think like part of it is, we gotta forgive her and get her to like say how the case was dropped mm-hmm. and nothing ever came of it. 
So mm-hmm. now the narrative is, oh, well, like Terry didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Rather exactly. than like, what the fuck? You sued me. Get the fuck out of here. Like that wouldn't end the same way. Well, that is why Terry is the original puppet master here. Mm. Because well, no, I mean, he's the puppet and everyone's the I, master. Yes, 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 yes. You always have to do that reference whenever <laughs> that term is brought up. But uh, I mean, never forget and they've talked about this at length on like different yeah. appearances or whatever but terry is the one who wanted to be on the show he's the one yeah. who when the housewives contract was sitting there he forged heather's signature so yeah. for him to mastermind this and he did a very good job yeah. i mean like it was this was so good and it wouldn't thank god they have got such a big house that they had like rooms <laughs> to do this in and like to do this like negotiating in yeah. This is like this is like scandal or like a house of cards that we're watching. Okay. Emily getting into it with Nicole Weiss James. It's like just when you just when you counter out, mm-hmm. she comes back in swinging. I mean, MVPs of this episode to me were Emily and uh, Gina. To be honest, mm. okay, okay. And the, I'm saying the, this is what I'm saying: the ensemble is an MVP, yes. but we got to yes. point some people out. Okay. But Nicole repeatedly saying, sit down, sit down. I, I couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> the best part about that interaction was Gina, like, igno- like realizing she's saying sit down and that Emily's actually sitting down. Yeah, Gina yeah. is our protagonist, by the way, we have oh, yeah, to Gina- mention that. We are excited to announce that Gina Kirschneider <laughs> is the protagonist of Orange County. Yeah. She's Although our Annie, a... like we said. Oh, yeah. Although Heather Dubrow is, this is a Heather Dubrow stand podcast that does not make her the protagonist. Well, can I say something about the Heather Dubrow of it all and like us being a Heather Dubrow stand podcast? I'm perfectly, I'm ready at any jump. <laughs> to jump ship. No, no, no. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying okay. like, I'm ready to continue to be a stand when she inevitably becomes the supervillain, which I think she's like starting to become the mm. supervillain that we need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not done with the party, but when she has Emily and Gina trembling at the end of episode was big super mm-hmm. villain vibes. Yep. Yep. Okay. But so the, the fight between Gina and Nicole and then, uh, I mean, Emily and Nicole and then Emily storming out and then Emily yelling at Gina to come with. <laughs> I know. As, as, as Gina saying, well, like this is it. Like we, this is irreparable. Or I don't remember what she said. Like it was something. Yeah, like, she she basically said like we could fix this. Yeah, it's we not, could fix this. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that scene is Emily doing like full comedy work at points. <laughs> like when she's walking out the door, she's like, "How do we get out of this mausoleum?" Like it's she's <laughs> both being confrontational and funny, which is like Emily. Thank God. Like thank you for waking up. Please, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And then, like these two best buds screaming at each other in I the, know. the Porticacher. Finally, the Porticacher has its time to shine. I know. I will say, think 
when Nicole Weiss James started to fat shame Emily mm. to Dr. Jen, Dr. Jen without a word got up. I mean, I wish she would have like said a word or two, said but something? Yeah, yeah. she left the conversation, which I like appreciated in a way. Yeah. Um, it's also like fun to have so like a lot of different areas to have fights in. Thank God for big houses, you know? Yeah. I mean, Noella saying, Shannon, I got your back. I'm here for you. And then seeing Max and scamping over to her to be with her bisexual buddy. Wow. I mean, like, to be like, I'm bisexual too. It's like a cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know Max is like, I thought cameras were down and I'm like allowed to hang out downstairs now. <laughs> There was a funny thing, and I couldn't like re- I couldn't remember like what it reminded me of when Noella was like, "Oh well, like we should probably leave." Am- among the bigger fight between mm. Emily and Gina, oh, we should probably leave. And she said that to Shannon, and Shannon was like, "I'm just gonna stay here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was just like comfortable because st- she wanted she wanted so bad to like figure it out with Heather. Mm-mm-mm. And this is like the way that. Of Shannon's own doing, she has become like almost if you watch Harry Potter, fuck JK Rowling turf, but she's like the Peter Pettigrew to um mm. Heather DeBrose Voldemort as wow. far as like Sick. wanting to like serve Heather at this point. It it's it is really pathetic for Shan. It's like the FaceTime the next day being like, hey girly. Nice meeting you last night. We're best friends, right? <laughs> I mean, it's because it all started at Javier's, like we said. Mm. If Shannon had not jumped out on the bill at Javier's that night, mm-hmm. everything would be different. Yeah. Well, I mean, that whole night was amazing. We had a bunch, we were checking in a lot with different couples, like the Shane and Emily, mm-hmm. the. And then Dr. Jen. The Ryan and Dr. Jen scene Mm. looked like it looked like a scene from probably like season three or four of Housewives of OC just because of the way that he was dressed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like an amalgamation of Shane Simpson. Yeah. Slade. David Bedore. In Simon Barney, and I cannot unsee it. All the bad men. All the bad men. Though I heard Shannon, I, oh, sorry, Tamara now says that Simon's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the two of them have a very odd relationship. It's He's a, like always with a chihuahua. But he also loves that dog. It feels very parent child to me. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, we have Terry and, and Heather shooting a scene together in terms of like damage control of the night, kind of like recapping it into their narrative. Also, this felt like home. It's like we're mm-hmm. back where we're supposed to be. Terry and Heather, like somewhere in their house talking shit about Shannon Bedore. Like that is this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's very, um, on on Rocky and Bullwinkle, there's like Natasha and the other man. Mm-hmm. It's like the two villains plotting. Yeah. You know? Natasha 
what's the other guy's name? Another Russian. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like, that was big, like Cold War vibes, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah. Propaganda. Wow. So I was praying and hoping we needed to get some, some of the gals together before the episode wrapped, right? Mm-hmm. And luckily we get Emily, Gina, and Heather together. And I got to give it to Gina. Mm-hmm. She spinned Heather right back around. She really did. I mean, she she did good kid. It's like me, Diane Keaton, at the <laughs> at the end of Family Stone. You did good kid. That's me to Gina. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much. No, no. You know what? I believe. I believe Gina. I was going to say. I wonder, like, how much of that personal um, history mm-hmm. played into what she did but like it really was a perfect analogy for the moment i also like i was on her side from the jump to be honest like Mm. i know it's maybe not the best like put like the best time to bring this problem on because i heather spent thirty six thousand dollars on sushi or whatever but if I'm Gina knowing what's been filmed already, I want to get this information out as early as possible so that there's like no blood on my hands. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's why Heather's Heather's reasoning when she's chastising Gina and Shannon, the night of, of being like, Oh, well this does not concern me. It's like, you're full of shit. This is eventually, Mm -hmm. this was eventually going to get out one way or the other. And you're telling me if it got out post filming, Mm -hmm. this wouldn't concern you. Right. Yeah. And I think like the dummy in me read the, her telling Sheena, you should shoot the messenger was her giving advice to Sheena to shoot Shannon. Not Are you you calling Gina Sheena? Am I? You are. (laughs) Sad. Wow. How dare you disrespect Gina <laughs> Kirschneider? Uh it, it brought me back to Alex McCord, I am the messenger. Mm-hmm. Back in Roni when she showed up and like couldn't Season spit out Beth- Bethany's uh message. I wish they would like the next iteration of Housewives, they should start splicing in clips from different cities that had nothing mm-hmm. to do with yeah. that city. Just to like sure. prove an example, you know? Yeah. What a great episode. It felt supersized and it wasn't. It's like, I think it'll go down as one of the most iconic OC episodes. For sure. I think Andy has acknowledged it online. It's like an all-time great episode. Yeah, and on Radio Andy. Of course, on Radio Andy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think it is high time we wrap this up with our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Our Freak of the Week this week, the Beverly Hills girls we know cameras are up we know they're bopping around beverly hills in la they Mm -hmm. made it to the red carpet of the people's choice and the people's choice awards the people's choice awards yes and i don't know maybe a, a bunch of them have not had too much experience with ease slow motion 360 Let's spin you around camera, camera that moments. we all know about. Yeah. yeah. So 
<laughs> the videos that came out of these women truly look insane. Particularly the the Sutton one. There was one person who tweeted that I was cracking up. Oh my god, I have to like reference the tweet. Okay. It was tweeted by at Kevin L. Gerhard. They tweeted people in Grand Theft Auto just before they get ran over. And it's like looking like the car is about to hit her. I I mean, I I mean like this to me is one of those freaks that like could be a freak or the queen because I think it's iconic behavior and both Kyle and Sutton have acknowledged how unwell Mm -hmm. their little camera moments are. Yeah. So that's important to acknowledge that for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, especially Kyle, the queen of Peacock. Queen of Peacock. I would expect nothing less. Speaking of the Queen of Peacock, a new Queen of Peacock has risen. And that is one, one true queen, Adriana Demora. We were worried, we were worried, would the song Feel the Rush featured in the themes as the theme of Real Housewives of Miami make its grand return, even though she was not holding a mojito and... With the release of taglines this week, our our fears are put to rest. Feel mm-hmm. the rush is back. Adriana reigns supreme. Congratulations to our queen. Can't wait for Miami. Also, like we've said it before, but like I love the peacock vacation of Housewives mm. <laughs> between um, Ultimate Girls Trip and Miami. It's just like yeah. a different look and feel that feels so fresh and fun. Yeah, it's like the streaming version of a yesification. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I remember that period of time when we were obsessed with that guy saying, "Yes, Gaga, slay mama." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny? <laughs> isn't it funny that Candy Muse was kind of part of that posse? Oh yeah, she was always in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. Pause up. Put your pause up. Pause right up. Now. I put mine up. Dan didn't. <laughs> okay, my pause up. <laughs> Run on over to comethroughqueen.com. Uh, we have links to our socials. We have links to the Patreon, which this week in the pre-show, we are tackling so much shit. Pen15, Saved by the Bell, Colton Underwood, Single All the Way, 12 Dates of Christmas. And I think that's just like what I can remember off the top of my head. So you're going to want to check like that, that out. And just like that, which, ooh, I have some stuff to talk about. Not the content, but the conversation around it so you want to tune into that also we are going to be releasing our this isn't patreon but our special family stone episodes coming out soon yeah recorded last saturday it was fun yeah so if you are newer to this podcast around christmas or new year's we release our annual family stone episode so if you have never watched it you have now fair warning a few weeks now uh to get that watched so that you'll be ready on Peacock. On Peacock. Oh, my God. Are we sponsored? <laughs> Please give us money. We're begging you. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Heart your retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you. Come through, Queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.